This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time European Edition. First up, many thanks to everyone who watched the show last week, our best in terms of viewers. Tell your betting buddies, get them all on board. And if you tailed our picks last week, then you would have made a healthy return on your investment. You're with myself, Dan Robert, while senior handicapper Steve Wiss is, as ever, alongside me, defending his title yet again, Italian football journalist and broadcaster Daniele Fisichella. And the challenger this week is the editor of Football España, and I'm on out in Madrid, Rory Barlow. And Steve, we shook it up last week in terms of bets. Um, I think we've got to stress that variance does play a big part. Our handicappers have had some bad beats over the course of this season, but things obviously were a lot better uh, last time out. We're still talking about a small sample size, but it feels like we're on the right track. Good day to you all. And um, you're absolutely right, Dan. It was uh, it was a fantastic show, the most profitable one of the year for the Euro show, most watched of the season as well. So thanks to everyone who's been liking, subscribing, watching the videos recently. Some fantastic comment um, content here on that because we win. And you know what? We shook it up with the format. We've opened the floor up to more bets. And, you know, when you give handicappers more creative freedom, you can expect good results, Dan. You know, it's not going to happen every week. But um, I think it was a fantastic show and I think we're definitely moving forwards. Yeah, Daniele was our champion, of course. Ballsy plays with lots of plus money picks, uh, Daniele. And you've gone down the same route this week as well. But a reduced Italian card, why is that? Uh, because there is the Italian Super Cup in Saudi Arabia. And, you know, ballsy play, well, I do like the big money. So, so do the Italian Federation who took the Super Cup <laughs> to Saudi Arabia. And congratulations to them. There is one more game to play. 8 million euros for the winners. Now, I can't guarantee you you're going to win 8 million euros with our bets. Uh, but hopefully you stay with us and enjoy the ride until it lasts. Brilliant stuff. Um, uh, Rory, there were Saudi shenanigans. Uh, for some Spanish size last weekend, uh, also taking a little bit of uh, cash. But there's a, a a full slate this week. Bit of pressure on on Xavi at Barcelona. I've been reading. Is is that fair? Do you think he's going to last the season? Is it just paper talk? What's the story there? Yeah, well, to Daniele's point, it depends how much money you put on as to whether you can win eight million. But uh, but yeah, no, Xavi Hernandez is definitely under pressure. They were beaten four one by Real Madrid last week. Humiliating defeat, to be perfectly honest, because Barcelona just did not compete. They weren't. They were never there. Um, so yeah, Xavi's definitely under pressure. He probably lasts the end of the season by virtue of the fact that there's no one really else to take over. I mean, Rafa Marquez is the BT manager. He's the only real alternative. Well, I do, I do know somebody who's out of job this week. <laughs> <laughs> anyone, anyone comes to mind? I, uh, I did see Jose Mourinho touted <laughs> in the Spanish papers, yes. but it was go. purely for reaction. There's just no way. There's no way you could go there. Is it? Is there? You know, is there? No, no. surely, absolutely no. I mean, that that would be incredible. Um, we are going to talk Barcelona a little later. It is our big match preview. Comes up 
12.30 Eastern on Sunday. They're away at Betis. Should be an interesting one. Just a reminder of the 2024 Challenge. Four plays count. We've shaken it up, as Steve was pointing out. We've got a two-unit best bet. Same game parley as well, which the boys nailed uh, last week. And we'll squeeze in that big match preview as well for you. Uh, Steve's uh, been in terrific form, of course, this season. If you've been following Steve's selections over the course of the season, then you will be in profit. We're going to kick off with uh, Steve Wiss's best bet, two-unit play. We're going to go to uh, the Bundesliga, Steve, 1130 um, Eastern on Sunday, I think this is. This is Gladbach against Augsburg. Um, they are minus money favourites here. They were hot dog winners for you last week, Steve. I thought they were hanging on a little bit against Stuttgart home. Then they got that late third. You are predicting another entertaining clash here. Yeah, well, <clears throat> the two-unit play, I was a bit uh, annoyed with myself for losing. It was, I won every other pick, but RJ, of course, beat me. And the head-to-head -head with him. Not only, not only did you lose it, Steve. But RJ won it. He did. And you know. he's got to, I've got to say, well done to RJ for, for that pick. And I think looking back, I really, I got it wrong because with the two-unit play, you just call it my best bet. I Last week, I, I put the two-unit play up as my the bet that I thought had the best value. But I think going forward, for me, it's going to have to be my most confident pick. And this is why I'm going back to the Bundesliga here for Borussia Mönchengladbach against Augsburg. Over three Asian goals at minus 117. Gladbach are the team for goals this year. 16 uh, out of 17 of their games have finished with at least three goals. And there's no fluke to that. They just play crazy, expansive football. Anything can happen in a Gladbach game. Um, seven times this season, they failed to win after leading. They've also mounted some great comebacks. Um, it's just, they are the team to watch. They're becoming probably my favourite team, actually, in Germany. I, mean, I don't really support a team in Germany. But I think Gladbach have to be on the list. Them or Hoffenheim this season, the way they've treated me. Uh, I don't like them as a favourite. I don't like them as an odds-on favourite. The, the reverse fixture ended a four-all draw. Augsburg are very much sort of middle of the road. Anything's possible with them. It wouldn't shock me. I nearly had the, the hot dog in the same uh, match, actually. Um, I like Augsburg's team total over one and a half, but the price isn't quite there. It's at plus 140. But I think Augsburg can get a couple of goals. Both teams can contribute. Um, the weather's not quite as bad here on Sunday compared to like Friday, Saturday. Um, there's a little bit of team news. Alassane play might be ruled out, but Jordan Sebaccio uh, should come in. He's a big physical beast, uh, a man with many names down the years, Dan. Um, mm. he's been this called... is the American uh, striker, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Jordan Sebaccio. Then he was known as Pefok. Jordan Pefok. Yeah, mm. and now, you know what he's known as now, don't Go you? On. Just Jordan. Oh, that'll Jordan. do. Jordan. He's just a... So, just... I mean, just to confuse commentators. He can get on the score sheet um, here. But I think it's going to be a great game to watch. Over three goals. I think there's at least three of those to get a push. And uh, Gladbach. And don't be surprised if Augsburg gets them out here. Or if, if Gladbach are, say, ahead. Whoever's ahead, lay them. Because they're not. neither side are good at keeping leads. Uh, we should point out that I'm sure that Steve would have gone for a Mainz play, but it's a Friday play, and we're never quite sure when the show's going to come out. So we banned Steve from playing Mainz. You would have gone under again, I, I, I presume, Steve. Uh, well, yeah, it's like... If you get to this show, ladies and gentlemen, be before the game kicks off, what would have been the play? Go on, quickly. Un under two under. and a half goals, definitely. <laughs> it would have been like, this would have been like five units. <laughs> um, let's get to Daniele's uh, first selection here. Uh, this is Roma against Verona. This is Saturday midday, minus 220. Verona plus 700. Roma very short and getting shorter. Uh, draw plus 310. Uh, Daniele... 
has already alluded to the fact that Jose Mourinho is the big story. It's one of those ones. I mean, from everything that I read and see on social media, he was fairly well liked by, by the supporters. So it was always going to be difficult, whoever was going to come in after him. But there's probably only two that I can think of that would be okay to come in after him. And Daniele Di Rossi, Danny, is definitely one of them, isn't he? Yeah, my fellow Daniele, of course, a Roman legend, uh, played 18 years uh, with them, limited experience on the bench, 17 games with Spal in Serie B, only three wins. But, you know, the Fritkin, the American owners, they're stupid. To keep the fans on side, they had to go with somebody that the fans would go right behind him because the legacy and the hole that Mourinho has left is enormous. Yes, the results have been poor. Roma are down to ninth, lost seven games in Serie A. But those European wins and that almost win against Sevilla will long live in the memory of the Roma fans. Look, Roma have sold out the Olympico Stadium week after week. They've been stronger Roma side. They haven't managed to do that. So, uh, you know, Mourinho is going to leave a, a very lasting legacy. But this is a tricky one, of course, for the Rossi. Only five days to prepare it. And the team that somehow has lost the sharpness, the cutting edge. But luckily for him, they're playing a team who's becoming the supermarket of Serie A, Verona. They already sold six players, and not just fringe players, the best players. The top goal scorer has gone going to Napoli. Hien, Terracciano, Faraoni, Hongla. Dog was close to join Olympic Marseille. The deal collapsed, so they're going to sell it to Sassuolo because they do need the money. They need to make up 12 million. It's a shortfall in the finances. Can they keep fighting without their best players? Credit to them for winning two of the last four, only lost two in the last seven. But this is going to be difficult because it's going to be intense. It's going to be emotional. Roma home are a good bet. Uh, they score in the last 24 games in all the competition. Dybala is back. He scored 17 goals at the Olympico in front of the home crowd. So Dybala to score is always a good bet when Roma plays at home. And after all, uh, you know, Roma normally do the job against uh, struggling, uh, struggling sides. I'm going to go for Roma. Asian handicap minus 1.25, which pays plus 115. Now, if you're not familiar with the Asian handicap, means if the Roma wins only by one goal margin, you lose half a stake. So I'm being a little bit tactical here. Um, I like Jose recently. <laughs> can, can I add? Can I add to a couple of things here? Go on, then. Because I, I read a really interesting one on Twitter about Daniele De Rossi who apparently said in a, in a quote, I don't know when this was, when I see players these days do Instagram videos from the locker yep. room, before a game, I want to take a baseball bat to the teeth to them. <laughs> and second, secondly, I love your sort of thing about Verona being the supermarket of Serie A. Are they an oldie or a little, or are they a waitrose, Daniele? Are they getting good money for these players or not? Uh, I, think, I, think they're an, well, I think they're an Asda, I'll say, middle, middle of the road. I mean, they, they could, they, they're getting fair money for what they are selling. They're, they're, not, they're not getting... They're not, they're not selling any superstar, right? But you know, I think that they get they're getting enough for what they're That's selling. The but Walmart, they're Walmart, isn't it? Walmart, yeah, Walmart, we're, we're right, going to have to translate this into American Cost, uh, Costco or Walmart, maybe. I think. Yeah, <laughs> they, they are they are stripping down the team. That's and there's the risk. It's a team the last season got saved on the playoff against Spezia. Now they're stripping it down. They're really playing with fire. So Roma 
On the Asian handicap, minus one and a quarter at plus 115. It's a shrewd play. Remember, Danielli got a push with his two-unit play last week. It's a, an interesting tactic with the big bets uh, from Danielli, both last week and this week, and it contributed to a win, let's not forget, overall. Uh, Rory, uh, Valencia Athletic Club uh, for you first up with your two-unit play. Uh, and again, you've gone plus money here. This is an interesting one for me because Athletic Club have caught the eye because... You look at the the four match uh, form tables, the six match, the eight match, and they are top of it. But Valencia are not far behind here. But you have gone for an away win. Talk us through your play. Yeah, well, Mourinho is going to be less popular when Daniele De Rossi makes everyone realise that he's doing a crap job in City out of the squad he has. <laughs> but one man who could not be more popular in Bilbao is Ernesto Valverde, who has. His team, now I'll quote this from Imanol Aguasil, the Real Sociedad manager last weekend. He is in charge of the best team in Spain right now. Athletic Club are absolutely flying. They've been brilliant of late. They've won seven of their last eight. They've conceded just two goals. Their defence is really good. They're quick. They can push up high. Nico Williams is the best winger in La Liga for me this season. They've got a really good team and they're playing very well. They're converting their chances. And they're against the Valencia side that, yes, they can be tricky to chew on. I think Valencia, they like getting in the way of sides and they like kind of slowing teams down, especially at home at Mestalla. But for me, these are two teams that are just on different levels. I mean, you look at that form table for Valencia, they've won four of their last five, I think it is. But look at the wins that they had. Rayo Vallecano, who have been in pretty poor form. Villarreal, who have been dreadful of late. Cadiz, who are in dire straits. And Cartagena in the Copa del Rey. A second division side so these aren't teams that these are teams that middle of the pack sides want to be beating anyway whereas athletic club right now are playing kind of top four football they're up to third and i just i think they're playing at different levels here i think valverde's side are really playing very well and for me the only real kind of risk here is that athletic club don't convert their chances plus one one four athletic to win uh double stake on this one that's that's where i'm going down yeah, ballsy play, Athletic Club to win away from home at Mestalla. Hot dogs in profit for the season and how? Plus 11.31 from 42 bets. A return on investment of 26.93. An unbelievable record. The vast majority is down to Steve, but Daniele Rory has both contributed to this over the course of the season. Um, we have got three more for you. We got two out of three last week. Steve, uh, you've gone to Spain for yours. The hot dog's doing really well, isn't it? I think we're at 26% ROI from 42 bets this season. Um, it's gone really well. And, uh, yeah, I'm, my original hot dog is actually going to be a play soon in Germany, but I couldn't have it because of price. So I had to switch. Originally, I was going to go... Um, going to say, tell us what you're going to do. <laughs> Originally, I was going to do Villarreal against Mallorca over 2.25 oh, goals. Have I not have I put the wrong one No, in? no, 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 no. Yeah. Listen, hear me out. Originally, sure. I was going to go over 2.25. Oh, but so. instead, I've changed it to a hot dog of over three Asian goals at plus 180 for this match. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing, really, anyway, in, in a lot of ways. I'm, I'm going to need three goals at least for a cash. But, um, look, this is one of those where you've got a, a crazy team in Villarreal who always get to loads of overs against a Mallorca team who are known for unders. And it's one of those where I'm just hoping that Villarreal suck them into a shootout. I've, I've seen sides across um, the world who do this to, to teams. Uh, even the most, you know, I've even seen like Tony Pulis and Sam Allardyce sides get sucked into this before. So I'm hoping that Villarreal are so tempting and tease them so much that Mallorca actually fancy a shootout for once. Um, 
I noticed Mallorca actually played, was it like half past midnight or something, Rory, in Tenerife in midweek? Yeah, um, they finished the their cup. game at half past midnight. Yeah, what what I mean, time did they go back? At seven, seven in the morning. I mean, Villarreal knocked out that cup. Why did they play so imagine late? The away, imagine the away Yeah, why was it following... so late? Why was that so late? Well, in the Canary Islands, they're an hour behind Spain yeah. kind of central ah. time. So for them, it finished yeah. at 11.30, which, weirdly enough, in Spain is regarded as kind of a reasonable time for a football match. Yeah, finish. well, given, given that Rory sent his selections to me at quarter to two last night, I can understand that. <laughs> he was watching. Pulling back the curtain there, Dan. <laughs> Uh, Steve, it reminds me. I think yeah, I think the most westerly uh, team in Europe is in the Azores Islands. It's a team in Portuguese league, and Canaries are not too. Might be even further away. Hill Vicente, is it? Santa Clara, Santa Clara, Santa Clara. Santa Clara that's it. Um, anyway, we're completely side sidetracking here. Um, yeah, so I was looking at Villarreal money line. They're plus money here. I think Villarreal win this game, but you can't trust them, can you? You just can't trust Villarreal because their defence is so poor. They can concede goals to anyone. And I think Mallorca will get on the score sheet here. I think both teams are going to score. I think we're going to get an over. And um, if it does go over, then over three goals Asian at plus 180 could look very big come the end of the game if we can get one of these wild Villarreal type of games. I mean, their games don't tend just to go over, Dan. They go way over. You know, it's three twos, it's four ones. Three twos are very popular scoreline with Villarreal games. Um, I wouldn't want to put anyone off that. Mallorca, of course, do have a lot of unders this year. Um, but against this sort of defence, a team that's so frantic, I will chance my arm here. This is definitely one of those where I'm not like mega confident, but I like the value of it, Dan, because I just Villarreal, whenever I see them, it's crazy wild football. So over three goals, Asian plus 180, three goals exactly, we get a push. 10.15 on Saturday morning, 2.45 Saturday afternoon. We've got an even higher goal line, Daniele, with Udinese Milan for your big prize selection. That's an over 3.25 goals plus 180. So playing again on the Asian handicap lines. Now, Milan are doing well, four points more compared to a year ago. They are unbeaten in five games in the league. Someone even suggests they are still in the title race. I think they're nowhere near that. But... They don't have to throw the season away. You know, they start scoring more goals. Giroud, Adli, first goal in Serie A. Uh, Loftus-Cheek recently. But this is an interesting one because they travel to Udinese, who are struggling this season. They only won two games so far. But they scored in 14 out of 15 games that they played. And they had more shots than Fiorentina the weekend when they drew 2-2. Uh, now, uh, this is all about based really on the, on the recent numbers. Four of Milan last seven. Seven Serie A matches featured over 3.5 goals. The last four home games of Udinese have all had three goals or more. And uh, Milan is the team in Serie A whose games have ended with more games ending with over 3.5 goals, nine. So it's, it's, it is it is a game that suggests that unlikely uh, Milan are going to lose this one to Udinese. I don't think they're going to lose back-to-back games to Udinese in a season, but unlikely it's going to finish nil-nil. And probably, considering Milan having still a few deficiencies at the back, they might concede one or two, especially on the break. Udinese, it goes smarter recently, but you can't overlook Milan firepower. So again, is a risky one. Potentially, if you if, if there's only three goals, you lose alpha stake. But I think it's worth going for it. Over 3.25 goals, plus 180. Uh, Rory's got the biggest hot dog of the three. This could be a challenge winner if it comes off, Rory. This is Getafe to beat Osasuna. 
yeah, Hatafe are plus 260 uh, to beat Osasuna. And yeah, it's a little bit, I'm going out on a limb here, but Osasuna, they're just, everything is a struggle for them. It's as if uh, you can imagine kind of the big bad wolf trying to huff and puff and blow the house down. That's Osasuna trying to score goals right now. They just, it takes so much for them just to kind of get to the box, get the ball in the box, that even trying to kind of, yeah, really get it over the line is a real, real task for them right now. Um, they've not been awful of late, but two wins in their last five. Again, look at those two wins. Almeria, who are the bottom side, Castellon in the cup, not big teams, teams they should be beating. And that's something that we said about Osasuna all season is that those lower half teams that are below them, they're the games that they've been winning all season. Teams that have been above them, they've not really been managed to kind of take too many points off them. Hitafe have had a little bit of a wobble. They had that bizarre Rio game where they had about three sending offs and just everything went crazy. They were well in control of that until, uh, until things went wrong. They lost to Sevilla in midweek as well. That was their first home defeat since Bordelas had returned, I think, I believe. Um, but they've got NSU now back. They've won three of their last four away from home. That one that they didn't win was a 3-0 draw with Atletico Madrid. And if there's one difference between these two sides, one big, big difference, it's firepower. Hatafe have got goal scorers in their team. They've got three or four. Borja Mayorals, I think he's third top in the goal scoring charts. That's why I'm going Hatafe to win this one at plus 260. Big price for the hot dogs. Three really good selections uh, for the big price picks from the boys this week. Our big match preview this week centres on La Liga. It is Real Betis versus Barcelona. We think that this game might take the most in terms of handle over the course of the continental action. Obviously, a reduced Italian card and maybe not the big games in Germany that we've had in previous weekends. Um, Betis plus 310 here, Steve. Barcelona minus 125, the draw plus 290. This is Sunday, 12.30 Eastern. Good time for US betters. I mean, Barcelona obviously make the market uh, here, Steve. The, the question for, for betters here is, is are you going to play Barcelona? Or are you going to fade them? What's your thoughts? I think I'd play them, actually. Um, I've been looking at the... I've been doing some in-depth research in this game on the metrical side. I can't believe that their underachievement in front of goal this season is nearly 10 goals. Um, but you'd expect the opposite with Barcelona, wouldn't you, down the years? On expected points, they're top of La Liga. Um, you know, if, if we went with that, then their fans would be very happy. Um, but it hasn't worked out for them in front of goal. And the likes of Lewandowski, Rafinha especially, very guilty for this. Uh, both sides are actually really not converting their chances. Real Betis are another side who just don't, uh, you know, finish their opportunities enough. Isco, I think it's been pretty uh, bad for it this year. I got to say Perez... And it just kind of think at some point, though, these players are, they're quality players, Dan, at the end of the day. They're not duds. They can, anyone can have a poor few months in front of goal. And sometimes you've got to use the phrase form is temporary, class is permanent. At some point, you've got to decide you know, what is actual form and what is actual class. But I think I like the goals here, you know. I think I'd go over 2.75 goals at minus, close to even money. Um, that's the pick that I would go with. I, would, I think Barcelona have a good record against Real Betis down the years, so I'd, I'd take them to do something. Um, I just think if you look at the metrics, there's hidden goals in both teams and this underachievement cannot keep continuing. Um, as Steve was saying, uh, Rory, Barcelona probably better than some of their results suggest, given those goal metrics. They've won a lot of games by just one goal, I think, haven't they? They had a huge run where they just weren't putting teams to bed, but still getting uh, results. I mean, can you can you trust them at minus money? 
do you try and play Betty's on an Asian handicap? What's your your thoughts on the money line on just a general match preview for this one? Honestly, I've lost all faith in Barcelona. I think the <laughs> atmosphere, the kind of swirling storm of bad vibes around Barcelona leads me to just kind of steer quite clear of them in terms of actual results. I don't think goals is a bad one, but like you say, I mean, they keep underperforming. And in theory, it should have come around and corrected itself already. But yeah, the way Lewandowski is playing, the way that Barcelona keep missing uh, big chances, it, it's, it's bizarre, but... Again, I, I don't see necessarily something that's really going to change it. Um, the way I'd be looking towards personally is cards. Over three and a half is minus three seven five. Over four and a half minus one six five. Over five and a half is at plus one one five. That over five and a half is something I like. He Mansano has been named as the referee for this game. He is uh, wrongly or rightly very unpopular with Barcelona fans and Barcelona <laughs> players for that matter. So he tends to book them. He tends to send them off quite a lot. So that's where I'd be tempted to head if I were betting. Rory, Rory what, uh, what explanation can you give on why both teams are underachieved? Because all stats are useless without a reason, really, in my opinion. What, what would be a reason for it? I mean, is it just variance or what? Yeah, I mean, listen, for Barcelona, it's confidence. I mean, they're not confident. They don't take shots first time. They tend to dawdle over their chances when they get those kind of crosses that flash across the box. They're just not putting them away. So for Barcelona, I think it's confidence. You look at their front line as well. Lewandowski is the only kind of real natural goal scorer they've got in there. So so those other players aren't... Is he done? Sport. Is Lewandowski done now? I was now just about to say that. Is that, is, that, is that him done? Has he gone? He scored in his scored in his last three, but go on. <laughs> we, we've not seen very much evidence of him not being done in the last year. Put it that way. But I mean, having said that, you look at this entire Barcelona team. Pretty much everybody is underperforming. So if you look at it from that perspective, you'll say Lewandowski is a symptom of the problem. If you look at it from a kind of the last year, you'll say that Lewandowski is the problem. And if he could actually put away some flipping goals, then Barcelona might not be in this hole. Uh, Daniele, what's your take here? Betty's good enough to, to grab a draw. Do you see Barcelona uh, coming good and a little bit of regression, as, as Steve was suggesting? What's your take on uh, Betty's Barcelona this weekend? Betty's certainly good at home. No defeats against Real Madrid, Girona, Atletico Madrid. Uh, they were in a bad run, got a good 1-0 win. They are sixth in the home table. They don't tend to hammer you, but they are good at slow rhythm, they've got a good backbone, they can keep the ball well, I think they can give Barcelona a couple of problems, and of course Barcelona, who got the tactic completely wrong against Real, with Kunde and Araujo playing such a high line, but you know Barcelona, away from home, so difficult to read, they got 17 points away, away from home, but they haven't played against Real, Girona, Atletico Bilbao, and Atletico Madrid, good luck for them in the second half of the season, very tough calendar, looks like the next big defeat is around the corner for Barcelona but hopefully it's going to be against Napoli in the Champions League. For me Asian handicap plus 0.75 for Betis. I don't think Betis are going to get hammered here by Barcelona. Maybe an under, under 2.5 goals. Again, I think Betis can keep the ball well. Interesting thoughts from the boys when it comes to the big game of the weekend. That is Betis versus Barcelona. Barcelona short price favourites uh, minus 125. It is 12.30 Eastern on Sunday. 
second picks to come from everyone when it comes to the challenge uh, between Danielle and Rory. Uh, Steve, of course, goes first as our senior handicapper and mainstay of the show. We're back to the Bundesliga. Steve for Darmstadt against Eintracht Frankfurt. This is Saturday morning, Eastern at 9.30. Darmstadt have been pretty awful, as we know. Uh, they're plus 300, three to one shots to win at home. Eintracht Frankfurt, I, I think, are starting to become sneaky good here, more than sneaky after a, a really good win against Leipzig last weekend. What's your take? What's the play? Um, the bet, this was going to be the hot dog um, because for a lot of the week it was, well, we actually have some regulations with the hot dog. It has got to be plus 180 minimum now. Um, but I'm taking uh, Frankfurt on a minus one Asian handicap at plus 170. So I thought I might as well just stick with it. Wow. I could do, I could have just taken them straight on the nose here around even money, but why not? You know, let's go for a big shot because you just described Darmstadt as awful there, Dan. And you're right, they are. But I think they're the worst team in the Bundesliga. They, um, you know, everyone expected it this season. Um, they're, they're the worst team for expected goals. They've conceded the most goals, got the worst home record. I mean, there's nothing really good to say about them. Um, they just offer nothing going forward. I think there's a very good chance that Frankfurt might win the match to nil. And um, I actually want to give someone a shout out here who's a regular watcher of the show, someone called Russell Sibley, who sometimes uh, messages me. And he, he said at the start of the week, I bet you're going to be looking at Frankfurt here, Steve. And, and, and he's absolutely right. He kind of actually got me on, on the track of this bet to start with. So thanks, Russell, and all for your support as well. But uh, yeah, Frankfurter aside, they're sort of mid-range really this year. They, they, on their day, they can beat anyone. They dug out a good result against Leipzig last week. Didn't really deserve it, but on on the stats. But I suppose sometimes the team does deserve a win when they fight so hard defensively, you know, and, and show a, a good setup. They're, I think they can definitely shut out Darmstadt here, which makes the minus one Asian always more uh, appealing to me. If a team can win to nil, then there's a good chance that you can catch. If they score two goals, you have a two nils in play rather than two one. So let's have a shot here at uh, plus 170. If they win by exactly one goal, we'll get a push. No harm done. Uh, I, I got to back Frankfurt to beat you. I think the minute the worst side in the Bundesliga. Yeah, we've we've had that tactic before. You talked about it last year. I know with James, just getting the, the, the favourite to win gets you your money back. And if they have a day, they have a performance, you get a big price um, cash rather than just playing them on the money line. And they are minus money at 115 just to win the game. Plus 170, minus one on the Asian handicap. Shrewd play from Steve. Back to the challenge with Daniele and uh, and Rory. Daniele, um, you've gone for an interesting one here because suddenly Tana uh, a bottom of, uh, of Serie A, um, but you are going with them uh, against uh, Genoa. Yeah, this is this is it's a, a ball. Nice, it's a nice phrase for saying you don't like. All I'm saying, how, how many games have they won? Two this season? Is it two? So they won, Itana, I think oh, they won two games and they got the worst defense in Serie A. Yeah. Yeah. Worst defense in Serie A. Only one clean sheet. You're not talking. You've got to. You've got to talk it up, not talk it down. Why do you? No, no. I'm, I'm just giving. I'm just laying you the facts. And the last two games have lost against Napoli and uh, Juventus. But the injury crisis is over at Salernitana. They got a couple of new signings in the week. The likes of Zanoli, Basic for Napoli and Lazio. They're a very organized side. They get punished by individual mistakes. So basically, they're not good enough so far, or they haven't been good enough so far. But they are a scoring team. 
what Genoa are not. I mean, they only failed to score twice in the last 10 games, Salernitana, and they play the likes of Lazio, Milan, Bologna, Napoli, Atalanta, Juve. So always the top teams, and they always manage to score. So I mentioned the new signings. There is even an idea of sign Jerome Boateng up next. So obviously they got a plan there, of course. I mean, they signed Ribéry in the past, so why not going for Jerome Boateng? But yeah, it is it is a team that's going to change a lot in the next few weeks. But I feel the home factor is going to play an important role in their pursuit to uh, salvation. Whereas Genoa, I know they are unbeaten in five games. They don't score many. That's the, that's the issue. In the last eight in all competition, only one has been over 2.5 goals. Nil-nil against Torino. Well, they don't score because they don't shoot. They average 2.58 shots per game, which is the bottom figure in Serie A. Look, if Salernitana wins this one, I'm going to go for a Salernitana Asian handicap zero plus 145. If they draw, you get your money back. If they win, probably they're going to win in an over 2.5 goals. It's unlikely they keep they keep the goal uh, to, to shot. But yeah, I, I, I do fancy the home side to, to finally get a win. Interesting. On the Asian handicap as well, which again, just a little caveat, if uh, it is a game that ends all square, you will get your money back. Plus 145 on the money line, plus 250 if you want to be a little bolder. Uh, Rory, your second play, uh, Raya Vallecano against Las Palmas. Um, Raya minus 112, Las Palmas uh, plus 340, draw plus 235. This is 8am on Saturday, so an early game on Saturday for US bettors. And we are betting against Rio here. Talk us through your selection for your second pick of the show. Yeah, I think those odds for, for Rio and for Las Palmas are remarkable, given the way Las Palmas and Rio are playing right now. I've gone Las Palmas to win or draw. That's at minus 113. That covers you pretty easily. I think if you want to go for Las Palmas to win outright or for the draw outright, depending on how you're feeling, maybe one, if you're watching this in play, get on that if you can see kind of the way the game's going. Because Rio are my adopted local team in Madrid, but I just don't have any faith in them right now. I mean, they've won one against Hitafe recently enough. And as I said, that was quite a weird game. I mean, Hitafe got a couple of players sent off. It kind of uh, descended into chaos. But Rio have not won since the 22nd of October, apart from that game in La Liga, that is, against Las Palmas, who they beat at away from home, 92nd minute penalty. But it was a very tight game and Las Palmas were very unlucky not to come away with something from that. That was before Las Palmas kind of really got into their, their stride and started scoring a few more goals. This is the second best defence in Spain in it that we're talking about in terms of Las Palmas. They scored three against Villarreal in their last La Liga match. They, they really put Villarreal to the sword. I mean, we've spoken about how chaotic they are. And I just think Rayo, who tend to open up at home a little bit more, are more likely to leave Las Palmas space to score one or two. And do I have faith in Rayo's strikers to, to respond to that? Absolutely not. Raul de Tomas, Sergio Camello, um, and Falcao as well. None of them can put the ball in the back of the net right now. So, so yeah, I really think that this is going to be a Las Palmas result here, away from home, minus 1-1-3. It's, it's tempted me in. Minus 1-1-3, that's Las Palmas to win. All the draw away at Rayo. Over and under here, the underline at uh, two and a half goals is minus 175. Both of these teams... Uh, some of the most profitable under uh, teams in La Liga, but that's very, very short at minus 175. Same game parlay uh, time, uh, provided a profit last week. Brilliant picks from both Steve uh, and from uh, Daniele. I was uh, commentating on uh, the Lille game when uh, Jonathan David scored 
And I was fairly pleased about that one, given it was part of our same game. Parley, as Steve remarked in a text to me when the second goal went in. And the ball was about 89th minute, I think, Steve, wasn't it? Uh, which I shouted with a bit more gusto than usual as I did the tail Steve's play. Um, it was interesting about the, the picks this week, and I didn't notice it last week. It might not have been last week, but this week, all of our picks, we've got a minus 115, a plus 108 and a minus 107. And I just thought that same game parlay, surely the, these are the opportunities, and I know at the room in the challenge, but these are the opportunities to, to load up the different markets and get a massive price parlay. But our, all of our handicappers going relatively short this week, or very short, shorter than the normal plays. Uh, so, Steve, talk us through this one, because you've got to be creative if you're playing buying in any game. This, this is one where you're, you're playing across three markets. Go on. See if we can try and get you on the buying game to commentate as well, Dan, because it was, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, there was certainly some excitement. Uh, I that, really enjoyed... Hang on, that's to come. Wait till Danielle's. Go on. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, <laughs> do, do you know what? Do you know what? Same game parlay is kind of outside of my comfort zone a bit on these shows anyway. So I was really pleased to actually cash one. I've gone with the buying game against Bremen. How do you make profit on a buying game when they're minus 1,100 to win? Um, I'm combining three elements. Bayern, um, half-time and full-time. So, we, so we're winning at half-time and full-time. Over two and a half match goals and Harry Kane to score at any time. Um, 15 out of 16 Bayern games have ended over two and a half. That should naturally come in. Maybe even Bremen can contribute. 11 times out of 16 this season, they've been winning half-time, full-time. Six times out of eight at home. And Harry Kane has it's scored in all but three Bundesliga games this season. I mean, that's a straightforward explanation why... I want the bet, minus 115, keep it simple. And, th and that will do me, Dan. I think I've got a very good chance of hitting there. Werder Bremen are not very good. They've lost 23 of the last 24 against uh, Bayern. That one draw came during COVID when they were actually a plus 2.5 dog. But I think they could get a bit of a big beat in here. Yeah, interesting one. Three same game parlay, three elements to it. Uh, that is 9.30 on Sunday. 6.30 Sunday. This is the game I'll be calling for TV in the UK. This is uh, a Cagliari. Um, who are playing Frosinone, uh, Daniele, uh, what, what is... Uh, you see, this is a so thrilled, Dan. Well, well no, listen, I'm, I'm grateful for all the work I can get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting, because it, it's sort of one that I can't can't really shout for unless there's some sort of late saves it's in the balance. But Daniele, talk to... <laughs> it's a Dan Robo classic. He's a classic <laughs> of all Italian fans in the UK. You know, on the Sunday, go for a run, have a, have a piece of lasagna, and then it's Dan Robo on a 12 <laughs> or, or a 2 p.m. game commentating yeah. normally a clash of Mitteo. But, you know, I, I, follow, I follow fondly all every game. Not all, Thank you very much, Daniel. Talk us through your play. And I like. But, yes, I think Cagliari are not going to lose away at Frosinone in Lazio. It's going to be an under 3.5 goals, which is plus. 108. Now, Frosinone lost seven of the last eight in Serie A. They starting conceding a lot of goals, 15 goals conceded in the last four matches, although they played against some top opposition. Second worst, best defense. Everyone is thinking, are those 19 points enough? They've done so well in the first part of the season. But lately, due to their expansive football, maybe due to the fact that the opposition have started to read them out, they concede too many goals. They can't get saved by outscoring by three or four 
every opposition. They need to start keeping tight. No secret, they've already started strengthening the defense, the signing of Zortea, Bonifazzi from Bologna. Maybe they will add a little bit more of experience. Cagliari, I know that way from home, they are awful. Second from bottom, worse attack with Torino. And all the last three away games have been under 2.5 goals. Last week, they won luckily against Bologna because it was an own goal from Calafiori. They gave them the win. And they are missing the, to the three top scorers, La Padula, Luvumbo, and Orisano. But I think they are a more experienced side with a manager, Ranieri, that knows how to stop opposition with creative players. Last week, in the second half against Bologna, changed the formation, switched to a back three, stopped Orsolini from doing uh, the damages. And, you know, five of the last six Frosinone games have been defeats with both teams scoring. So I think it could be a marginal win for Cagliari or a draw. I don't think they're going to they're gonna lose. The, the better experience will, will prevail. So Cagliari or the draw, uh, tie and under three and a half goals at plus 108 is the same game party for Daniele. And one from Rory in La Liga. And we've gone with the uh, champions here. This is 10-15 on Sunday. So are they the champions or have I got that wrong? Who were the champions last year? Barcelona. Let me Barcelona, Dan. Yeah, Barcelona. Right, right. yeah, I'll put my uh, La Liga knowledge in a big That's why they give you La Liga game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's very true that's very true uh, uh, the, the champions elect maybe okay. um maybe. Uh, rory madrid against almeria no dan real sociedad no i'm kidding uh chris <laughs> yeah. on Twitter with, well, I, was uh, to, I was about to mention them but go on go on do, <laughs> i've, steer, I've steered first. well clear of real sociedad first. we're gonna get your sociedad play we're gonna force you into it but real madrid almeria real madrid almeria um this is pretty Simple. I mean, top of the league, Real Madrid have the best defence in La Liga. 11 goals conceded all season. I think that's slightly generous to them. But to be honest, you look at this Almeria team, there's not a lot of threat coming against Real Madrid here. Luis Suarez is kind of coming back, the Colombian, not the Uruguayan. Um, and they've got Sergio Arribas, ex-Madrid player. He's pretty decent in Barba. They have a couple of talented attackers, Almeria, but... They're just not a good team. They've scored 19 goals all season. And they did score against Atleti. They did score against Barca. But we know that Barca and Atleti's defences aren't very good, whereas Real Madrid's defence is pretty good. Um, they'll be coming off the back of a couple of intense weeks, Madrid. They've played two Madrid derbies by this point. They've also played Barcelona, obviously. But I just don't see a way in which Almeria kind of come out of this and, and really go after Real Madrid. So I've gone Real Madrid to win to nil, that's at minus 107. It will appear as Almeria under 0 0.5 goals on your app, uh, if it does it for me. But uh, but yeah, I think this is pretty straightforward, it has to be said. And uh, and yeah, really, it bothers me on some level that there are fans that will be paying hundreds of euros to watch this Almeria side play. One minus 107 away at Real Madrid. Real Madrid to win to nil. Um because we had a request, we didn't really have a request on Twitter, but um, <laughs> it, it, it was it was shouted out that potentially Real Sociedad might be covered. They're away at Celta Vigo. You've stayed clear of it, Rory. I mean, Celta Vigo have, have found a bit of form, haven't they, recently? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the request was too steer clear of it. It was uh, too <laughs> steer away from Real Sociedad, given how they've done us over in recent weeks. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I wrote down Real Sociedad plus over 1.5 at plus 200. <laughs> and then... Then I had a moment to myself and I, I rethought it and thought, why am I inflicting this kind of pain on myself? So uh, I avoided it, Dan. I, th I think he's nailed on this week. We've left it out of the show, so it'll probably <laughs> win. Uh, Celta are plus 225. I don't think it's the worst bet. That's got under goals for me, Dan. Yeah, Celta missed so many chances. It's like 1-0. Minus 175 on, on the... Uh, Real Thothia, Dan. Yeah. 
one-nil. You'd, you'd, have, you'd have to get creative with the goal lines there. Um, now then, when it comes to the challenge, Steve, did you get it right last week? Did you say Daniele was going to win or did you say RJ? I think I did say uh, Daniele. You did. I? Yeah, um, well, Daniele's in full. Daniele's got a dog at plus 180, the two-unit play at plus 115. Um, Rory's got the dog at plus 260. That could win it for Rory. Who's winning? I'm going to stick with Daniele, but I've got to say, I think the boys have really conveyed some excellent points across. Um, yeah, there's some. This is a top quality show, Dan, and I think there's so many sort of potential big hits from both, from all three of us. But um, you know, winners could come from anywhere, really. But Daniele has been pretty hot. I mean, two of the last three that he's been on, he's been really red hot. So Rory's going to have to get a big one here to beat him. The dog could be. The key this week, we shall see over the course of the weekend. Uh, Steve, Daniele, Rory, thanks for your company. Good luck to all. Uh, we'll keep everyone updated via our Twitter feeds. Uh, that is a wrap for Betting Weekly Extra Time European Show. I'll be back alongside Steve next week, as will one of Daniele or Rory. He'll be up against James Easton, our French football expert. And our man, Steve, is, in, is he still out in Cote d'Ivoire? He's been there for a Yeah, he's Is he still there? Out. We might allow him to have some African nations picks. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's, that's a good point. I don't know how long he's staying moment. there, but he, he he will be the man in the hot seat against one of Rory Danielli uh, next week. Make, stay, uh, make sure you stay across all of our Bet Rivers content as well. Australian Open going on, and obviously uh, Nigel and Sean uh, doing the honours when it comes to the action in uh, in Melbourne. Um, our Twitter handle, of course, is at because we win from all of us for now, though. It is goodbye. We will see you next week.